It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Now I'm Googling Terrence Davis's butt. Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode number 587 of Locked On Raptors for Tuesday, October the 22nd. I am your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. You can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And, of course, please make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network. We've got team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams. We've got Locked On NBA, the national show. We've got a new show with Nate Duncan and John Hollinger uh, on Mondays that you can check out. We have Rejecting the screen with Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko. No shortage of NBA stuff for you to check out. Also, Josh Lloyd's got the fantasy angle covered for you every single day at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. And uh, if you find a show on the network that you want to support, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. It's very much appreciated. Also, today's show is brought to you by Indochino. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when entering the code LOCKEDON at checkout. And speaking of Indochino, you may hear the sort of the, 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 the ruckus around us. It's a very busy day here at Scotiabank Arena. It's ring day, baby. And uh, speaking of Indochino, Josh Lewenberg was earlier walking around in a very nice Indochino suit. He's going to definitely make Alex Wong's uh, NBA Media Fits Instagram. That is the story of the day. Also the story of the day is our guest. Louis Zatzman from Raptors Republic. What's going on, pal? Hey, man. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. Uh, I thought this would be a good time. We just finished up with shoot-around uh, for the Raptors ahead of ring night and the banner ceremony and all that good stuff. And I don't know. Everyone seems to be doing predictions today. So why not just, like, fall in with the herd and do our own predictions uh, for the Eastern Conference? So what we're going to do on today's show, uh, myself and Louis, we're going to run through all the teams in the Eastern Conference and talk about where, they, where you think they're going to finish and sort of go a little bit deeper on them. Uh, we're going to probably do like speed predictions considering these things can definitely get uh, out of hand and I've received emails recently about my podcast being too long. So uh, if you're listening, David Locke, I'm going to shorten it. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we're going to go through the Eastern Conference. We have, do you have win totals? I do. Selected? Yeah, so we got win totals selected for all the East teams and uh, we're just going to power through. Where would you like to start in the East? It probably doesn't make sense to go 1 through 15 because we probably have different sort of rankings for all the teams. So let's just start, I don't know, bottom and then work our way to the top. Let's do it. What teams at the bottom interest you most? Or which which teams do you think are going to be the shittiest? Yeah, interest me most. I don't know about that. I have Charlotte. Yeah, none of these teams are interesting. In last. <laughs> I uh, So I did tiers. I don't have an exact win total because I like to not be wrong. Okay. And so give myself a little wiggle room. Okay. So I have Charlotte in the 18 to 25 win range. That is quite a range. Yeah, I don't think... I have, like, most of them are four. The bottom is a, a big... A, a less big generous gap. person would call you a coward. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> I am 100% a coward. But I won't call you a coward right now. It's 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 ring day. It's happy time all over the place. Um, so 18 to 25. Probably Charlotte the, yeah, and... Yeah, the lower end. Cleveland is Cleveland, there? yeah. Cleveland okay. above. All right. I think Charlotte is... Uh, I mean, Terry Rozier's going to get a lot of shots. Is that... <laughs> oh God. That's all I have to say about oh, that. It's rough, man. I, uh... 
The Hornets, I think, will be the team I watch the least this season. Like, there's not much, unless you're, like, into car wrecks and you want to watch Terry Rozier take 20 shots a yeah. game, you could do that, I suppose. I, the thing about Charlotte, though, that is different than, like, the Knicks or the Wizards or the Cavs is that Charlotte has a lot of, like, competent NBA players that would maybe be more competent if they had, like, a star with them, but they're still, like, like, Marvin Williams is fine. Nick Batum makes a lot of money, but is fine. I'm not sure if that translates to wins, but, like, the Knicks have a lot of just, like, abjectly bad players. The Wizards have one good player, Thomas Bryant, and then a bunch of trash. I just, I don't know how to sort of, like, weigh the one star surrounded by nothing versus no star surrounded by, like, a bunch of sort of okay guys who maybe other teams could use. So to me, okay players are only okay in situations that benefit their skill set. Yeah. Like, you're right, Marvin Williams actually is a pretty good NBA player, Mm -hmm. but what he brings to the table, you know, being in the right place on defense, you know, shooting here and there, energy, intelligence... How valuable is that in a situation just devoid of talent? When Terry Rozier is taking every possession exactly. for like, 18 seconds. Marvin in. Williams as a fifth starter or a second or third guy off the bench, that makes sense. That's a great situation. He's mm-hmm. a really good player. Marvin Williams is one of your two or three most talented players. Is is that what you want? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it's not what you want, but is that? I mean, does that make him better than, say, Bobby Portis? Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, the thing with the Hornets is that they have a little bit of, like, upside, not in, like, win total, but in terms of, like, watchability, because yeah. Miles Bridges and Malik Monk are cool. Yeah, Bridges, and, like, Bridges is something. Yeah, like, I, I'm not sure if that means they're going to take possessions away from Terry Rozier, but they no might make those possessions a little more watchable. Uh, yeah, this Hornets is going to suck. I have the Hornets. Uh, I see. I am not a coward, and I picked exact win totals. I have the Hornets at twenty and sixty-two, fourteenth in the East. Uh, and you had Cleveland in, in that bottom two tier, correct? Yeah. So I, I have Cleveland a little higher, probably incorrectly, but like, I have them at twenty-seven and fifty-five. I have them third last. I have yep. the Knicks last at nineteen and sixty-three. I think they're going to be really, really bad, and there's not much there to complement all of their power forwards, and so. With Cleveland, I'm thinking Kevin Love is very good. Colin Sexton and Darius Garland look like at least like they're okay on offense, which is yep. good. But I like I just I feel like there's more like NBA utility on that roster as opposed to the Knicks or the Hornets, where again, lots of dudes who don't really have any sort of thing to build around. At least you have like a Sexton Love pick and pop combination to sort of build your team around if you're Cleveland. That's my reasoning for having them at 27 wins, which is probably too high. Yeah, I'm no, I'm higher on Cleveland than I thought you would be. Apparently, mm. you're higher. But Colin <laughs> Sexton is a good player. I mean, he had a difficult start to his rookie year, but the second half he was actually very good. Mm-hmm. Um, good shooter, especially off the catch. Darius Garland, I think, will be very good. Um, I mean, they picked up Alfonso McKinney. He's a good player. He's their best wing now. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kevin Love, I'm basing them in that bottom tier assuming he gets traded, right? Yeah, that's fair. If he does stick around all season, which he might. I mean, they re-signed him because they wanted him on the team. So if he does not get traded, I would have them higher than my next two teams. Okay, that's fair. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. 
Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, are your next, what are your next two teams? So then my, my third worst, 25 to 32, another fairly Your, your range. range has confused me. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> uh, I have Atlanta. Okay. I think Atlanta is very overrated going into this oh, season. Oh, thank you. I agree. They are like, they're like the uh, flavor of the month team. Everyone's like, oh, look how fun. Like, they're going to be so cosmically bad at defense, yeah. I think. Also, Young guys suck at defense. They don't have much, like, all their old guys are sort of like salary trash that are just like hanging out, like Chandler Parsons and Jabari Solomon Parker. Hill and Jabari Parker, who, why would you sign Jabari Parker if you're the Hawks? Like, we'll give those minutes to DeAndre Hunter. Like, yeah. what's, what's the, like, the trade-off there? And, like, Evan Turner, I guess, is, like, a decent bet to have. He yeah. seems like a likable guy, but I just, I don't is really... Is he going to be on the court, though? Yeah, I, like, I don't think the Hawks have near the defensive upside, nor are they going to have, like, the late-game chops to win games. Like, Trey Young is awesome. I don't really see Trey Young and John Collins being able to, like create offense late yeah. in close games against better teams. So I think they'll be in like a lot of games where they're, where it's close and like high scoring, but ultimately they'll sort of fall late because I don't think they're going to have the creation nor the defensive upsides to stop teams when they really want to score. And to me, I mean, Lloyd Pierce is a great coach. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's actually dramatically underrated. Yeah. But to me, what, where did they get better from last year? Because yeah. last year they were fun. They had a lot of exciting it's guys. It's internal development, right? It's, it's like Young and Collins but taking a step. where did Young take a step? I mean, watching him in preseason, his shooting still isn't great. Yeah. He, he's, he'll take a lot of threes, but he's not going to make 40% of them yet. I mean, his passing is still elite, but his finishing isn't. Mm-hmm. And if you're not a great shooter and you're not a great finisher, no matter how good you are as a passer, you're kind of capped out. Um, his defense is still horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, John Collins added a little bit of self-creation, but not enough to take a huge leap. Like, I think repeating as a 20 and 10 guy would be an optimal development this year. Mm-hmm. And all the guys they added are rookies. I mean, I see all the rookies they drafted as being most of the guys picking up extra minutes. Yeah, Rookies don't win games. Exactly. So, like, that internal development, I, I don't see where it is. I don't see how Atlanta's supposed to be better than last year. I think Trey Young's going to be better. He was really, really good down the stretch. And, I mean, he finished averaging, like, 19 and 8 yeah. on uh, 33%, 32% from deep. But, like, that, it, he was god-awful to begin the season. So Shot's not better, though. He hasn't changed his jump shot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm trying to, like, hype up Trey Young. But also, I agree, they're not going to be especially good. I have the Hawks uh, at 11th just because I think the bottom four teams are so horribly bad that I mm-hmm. think they're just going to be 11th by default, but I only have them at 33 wins. 33. I think so, they had, what, 34 last year? Yeah. Yeah, so they're going to drop back, I think, a little bit. Um, the team I skipped is Washington. I have yeah. them at 12th at 29 and 52. I think they are... I think Bradley Beal is awesome. I don't know if I've ever seen a more embarrassing starting five for a team like that just gave away all its good players. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, here, have Thomas Sadoransky in Chicago. Have We're not going to try to sign it. Just have Otto Porter. Yeah. We're going to get Jabari Parker and Bobby Portis and not bring them back. Yeah. Like, I I mean, it's nice that Bradley Beal stuck around, and I'm guessing the sort of thinking there for him is with the two-year deal as opposed to, like, the full max, he's just like, all right, I'll give this a couple more years because I want to be here. Moving sucks. I would rather just stay here and see if they can figure it out. Um, <laughs> and, like, maybe Rui Hachimura is great, but... I He's not. <laughs> spoiler. 
I just, yeah, I think the Wizards are going to be really bad. I think Beal is only going to be able to do so much. He might average like 33 a game, but I don't see how the rest of that supporting cat. Like, they might have the worst bench in the league, like, in terms of, like, on-off totals. It's going to be stark with Beal on and off, I think. So I have them in, where do we, so 15, 14, 13, 12. I have them in 11th. Yeah. Where you have Atlanta. Yeah. In the 36 to 40 range, but in the bottom. So 36, 37 wins. And I think that they will actually outperform what you're saying just because you haven't talked about Beal enough. Bradley Beal is that good. He's such a badass. Man. I mean, players that good just win a lot of games. Also, there was always like the injury tag with him. He's played 82 games the last two seasons. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, he's, he's healthy. Been awesome. So, okay, he just sorry for the loudness. And not only. <laughs> Is he a fantastic shooter, a fantastic scorer? His creation, his passing, I mean, he makes everyone better now. Yeah. And so, yes, they have a bad team around him. But he is of the level now that I think he could be competing for first-team All-NBA. Yeah. I mean, he is a shoo-in for one of the All-NBA teams. Mm-hmm. And players that good win more games than teams like the Hawks. Yeah, I just, I worry about how crappy the supporting cast is, even with how good Beal is, and I wonder if, like, the, the sections of the game where he's off, it's going to be, like, oh, it'll be the playoffs yeah. last year, where it's just like, oh, no, they can't win these minutes ever. I mean, ideally, you slow it down, you yeah. get some defensive guys out there, you only lose those minutes by 10 points a game, and that's enough for 30-something wins. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think we're in agreement, Atlanta, Washington, Cleveland, Charlotte, New York are sort of the bottom five, is that... Yeah, Where I have. So I have Washington, then the Knicks, then Atlanta, then Cleveland. Okay. Atlanta. So we have a slightly different order, but the same bottom yeah. five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so after that, I think you get into the ten teams that have a chance to make the playoffs. I know the the Bulls yeah. maybe are like almost too hypey a team right now, but I also think they have a lot of good players, and like Thad Young is going to help you win games, and Otto Porter is really good and yeah. sort of slept on, and Thomas Adaranski is a real point guard, which Chris Dunn was not, and. I think with the Bulls, there's a realistic chance they could make a playoff. Like at least like the last week of the season, be alive. Is that fair? I have them in seventh. You have seventh. I have them in seventh. Oh baby! In the forty to forty-four win range. Okay. Um, See, I have them tenth at thirty-seven wins. But talk me into it because I kind of like it. uh, So I said this to Sean before we turn the mic on. I'm going to repeat myself. I had the Bulls doing well, making the playoffs. Before a lot of people started predicting that, Sean and I have busy schedules, (laughs) and we've been planning to do this for a while. So I did my prep about a week ago. Um, I think Thad Young is one of the most underrated players in the NBA. Mm -hmm. Not underrated like a, you know, Mike Conley, Drew Holiday type of underrated. Underrated in the sense that he can't create, but he does so much stuff so well. I mean, defensively, he's a monster. Mm -hmm. He's just, he is a tier one defensive player. Offensively, he's incredibly efficient. He never turns the ball over. He fits in in multiple different places. Thad Young is the guy who just wins you games if you have talent alongside him. Mm -hmm. The same type of situation that Charlotte has some guys like that, but no talent alongside them. So Chicago has talent. I mean, Zach Levine, I think, puts it together this year. Mm -hmm. He's just such an unbelievable scorer that at a certain point, that happens. I mean, a good example uh, as a contrast, not a comparison would be Andrew Wiggins, who is a talented scorer, but doesn't do it efficiently, hasn't shown the ability to do it from multiple tiers. Zach Levine does it efficiently, has multiple tiers of scoring ability. I mean, his athleticism hasn't seemed to wane as he's gotten older. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And alongside him, I mean, Laurie Markkinen's fascinating. Luke Cornett, I think, is a real NBA guy this year. Yeah. Uh, good stretch shooter, good rim protector. Uh, they, I just, if Chicago could get a, a real point guard, like mm-hmm. a better point guard, I think they just, their team, they have a lot of guys. Otto Porter is super underrated. Another guy like Thad Young, they have mm-hmm. talent, and they have those guys who help you win. I guess health is sort of a concern, considering, like, Markkinen's been hurt a little bit, and Carter missed most of last year. Although, Markin and Carter as a front court, that's real. Sign me the hell up. That's real. I uh, there's been a bit of a trend I think lately of teams going a little bigger in the front court. Like yeah. it seems to be kind of back in vogue a little bit because it's skill ball, not yeah. small ball. So yeah. as long as you can have skill, why not make exactly? Them bigger? So like I yeah, I'm very much in on like we'll get to Miami's front court in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and like Chicago, like two big dudes who have like nice offsetting skills, yep. sort of like almost what they thought they had in Serge and Jonas or Serge and Gasol. Yeah. It's not quite the same. But um, it is, uh, yeah. I I like the Bulls. I'm not ready to pick them to make the playoffs just yet because I think there's just like nine better teams. But I would not be shocked, and I'm rooting for them to make the playoffs because, frankly, I don't want to watch Detroit in the playoffs anymore. I think Indiana is a drag to watch. Yeah. I hope Chicago does it. I'm not terribly hopeful. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Um, After the Bulls on my stand, so you have the Bulls seventh. I have them seventh. Okay. Uh, I have them 10th at 37 wins. Next up is number 9. I have the Brooklyn Nets. We have the same team. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I have the 41 and 41 exactly. Sorry, so we skipped 11th, eh? I have the the Hawks 11th. Who do you have 11th? I have Detroit. Detroit? Yeah. Okay. I think Detroit's going to be worse than... You don't believe in Dwayne Casey to coach the team to the playoffs. It's not about Dwayne Casey. He always does it. He always coaches teams to the playoffs. Yeah, he does. I just think... I don't know. I think the teams at the bottom got a lot better. I think Orlando's better. I think Brooklyn's better. Chicago's better. Mm-hmm. I don't think Detroit's better. I don't necessarily think Detroit's better. I just think they're fine as is. Like, maybe not. I have them in eighth right now ahead of Brooklyn, and part of that is just because I root for Dwayne Casey and I uh, root actively against the Nets at all times. So you have 8th, I have 10th. Okay. So it's not a big... I think you had them 11th. I, I can't count. Okay. <laughs> I have Brooklyn, Detroit, Washington. Yeah, okay. 10th. So, yeah. I, I don't want the Detroit Red Wings roster. I want the Pistons roster. Uh, with... I guess, like, I think there's maybe a trade for them somewhere, like a point guard. I mean, their point guard spot is terrible. Actually, I'm, I'm going to on the fly on principle as a piece of fuck Derrick Rose uh, as a stance against Derrick Rose, I'm going to say do I want the Nets in the playoffs over the do I bump Chicago up and and have Detroit and Brooklyn out? I convinced you. Is this what I do? Okay, I'm going to swap Chicago. They're 42 and 40 now. Does this have, That's exactly is this where a I have lot? Is this a lot of, uh, like, is there any logic going into this? Not really, aside from fuck Derrick Rose. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I have now Detroit in 10th at 37 and 45, taking up the 
That's thirty sevens uh, where I have them too. Okay, cool. So yeah, Chicago's making the playoffs, baby. They're number eight. <laughs> so let's go to Brooklyn. Yeah, we've okay. both been wanting this. Yeah, so Brooklyn, we both have out. I also have Detroit out now. We don't have to talk about Detroit anymore. Blake Griffin's awesome. Everything He's else amazing. is a bit sad. They released Joe Johnson, which uh, bums me out hard. Brooklyn. W- aside from you know, fuck Brooklyn and all that. Why do you have them out of the playoffs? So I still have them think so. at forty forty one. Okay. The bottom of that 40 to 44 range. So I think they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, like I said, the bottom of the East is better. Um, I have them out of the playoffs because they overperformed. Their record overperformed their ability last year. They were not as good as their record was. Yeah. You know, some of that variance from shooting from late games really helped them in the win total, and they won't have that this year. Mm-hmm. Um D'Angelo Russell was actually better than people think. He did help them a lot. There's, it's, it's yeah. Vogue. Maybe it was unseasonably warm shooting for him, but it was, it was that for the year. It so was you can't in take Vogue it, to take it away now. To hate on him now, it yeah. is. But I mean, he was really good for Brooklyn last year. And yes, Kyrie Irving is better. I mm-hmm. get it. But they'll have that whole other problem of having three ball handlers as your three best players in mm-hmm. Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie, Kyrie Irving. How will they coexist? I mean, if. D'Angelo Russell took a lot of possessions last year. Just wait for Kyrie Irving. Like, mm-hmm. How is Spencer Dinwiddie, who's the third of those three in the pecking order, where is he going to get his touches, right? I just I don't see them being that much better mm-hmm. than they were last year. And if they're the same, I see other teams leapfrogging them. Yeah, I think their defense is going to be really bad. If you saw that preseason game the Raptors played against them on Friday, it's preseason, so take it all the grains of salt you want. But DeAndre Jordan stinks. Yeah. <laughs> like... He got a ceremonial friendship contract, which is great. Glad he got paid. That's awesome for him. But if they plan on playing him ahead of Jared Allen, I think they are uh, actively sabotaging themselves. Um, And the whole he just didn't try all last year thing, I mean, that's a stretch. Guys don't just take a year off. He also wasn't that good with Dallas, right? So, yeah, I... Very much concerned about that. I mean, Jared Allen's awesome. I, I would hope that he gets more run. I'm just worried he's going to like do like a split with DeAndre Jordan, which would be bad. Uh, I think like the Allen Crab for Torian Prince thing. I know Prince just got paid. Uh, yeah, that's a bad like, deal. You get Prince worse. is fine. Like Prince he's, is better. Yeah, than Crab. Like he's fine. Is he? Like I don't know. He's yeah. So they got Prince now. They got they traded Crab for him. So I, oh, they traded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of I, I don't. I don't really have. Oh, a spot I, I actually like way. Prince. I think he's fine. I think. You know, I just I see Rodion's Kurix is very dumb face on my screen right here as well. That sucks. Uh, they have like Wilson Chandler. I just, this is going to be a bad defensive team, and they're not super deep. So if one of like Dinwiddie, Lavert, or Irving goes down, yeah, they're really really scraping for guard depth and and their creation outside of those guards is not really existent. Yeah, I, I am kind of concerned about the the Nets this year. Obviously, when KD comes back, it'll be very different. And hey, look, David Nwaba, who everyone's favorite player who sucks, who they say is good, is on this team, so maybe he takes a leap or something, but he won't because he's David Nwaba, KJ McDaniels 2.0. Um, and I just, I don't see... Like, Henry Ellenson's on this team. This they pl- is not deep. They play a team with one good guard defender, one good rim defender. Yeah. They can't score. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened in the playoffs against Philadelphia, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they play like the high variance style, right? Where they take a bazillion threes. Yeah. It's the we're shitty at basketball, so we have to play this way style of play. When KD comes back, though, championship. Contender. Oh, they'll be awesome. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll add <laughs> more stuff. Good. I'm sure they'll add more stuff they for don't sure. Need more but stuff. it's just he like is that good. Totally, he's great. But without him, I like. I wonder what are the odds that 
the entire thing gets poisoned before KD gets to even play because of Kyrie. Maybe he's going to be on his best behavior, but, like, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, I think zero. Okay. Because he chose. This is the first place he chose. Sure. I still... I still have my doubts. Kyrie can prove me wrong. That's great. I, I have my doubts that it's going to go swimmingly this season. And, like, if Karis LeVert's star gets too big, how will Kyrie feel about that? They can always trade him. <laughs> <laughs> Not Kyrie, Karis. Yeah. He's good. I don't know. He's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. I think the Nets are going to miss the playoffs. Their defense is going to suck. And they're going to be 41-41. I got the Bulls eighth. You have the Bulls in as well. Who do you have eighth? I have uh, Indiana 8th. Me too. Okay, I got them 7th, so we have them similar spots. So, so what is your thinking on Indiana? Because I feel like they are a team where people are like, yeah, no, they're great. They're going to be you know, contender for home court in the East. I don't really see it. But So they were bad without Oladipo. Yeah. And they will continue to be bad without Oladipo. They lost that young, who people don't realize how good he is defensively. Yeah. And then they replaced Bogdanovich with Brogdon, yeah. who, I mean, everyone's saying that's an upgrade. And sure, Brogdon's a, a better defender, but Bogdanovich had a huge creation role with that team last year. Mm-hmm. And whether Brogdon can, can fulfill that creation, he's never done that. Yeah. So maybe he can and maybe they're better because of that but maybe he can't and then who is scoring for them when Oladipo's out like it's possible they're 10 to 15 games below 500 Mm -hmm. when Oladipo comes back yeah I mean they might still make the playoffs when he comes back because they'll be good with Oladipo but they are going to be rough when he's gone they're going to lose a lot of games and I just don't see them fighting for a home playoff spot Mm -hmm. with a lot of teams who are just better I think their defense will be good because Brogdon's really good. And, young. And, yeah, I know. I, I think people are very much sleeping on the Thad Young thing and, like, getting way too excited about, like, TJ Warren and Jeremy Lamb. Like, great. If Jeremy Lamb's like, your best offensive player, which he might be without Oladipo, yeah. that's not good. Like, this was the Hornets' problem last year. He was their second best offensive player, and that's why Kemba Walker is in Boston now. Yeah. Like, I... And, like... TJ Warren has played zero meaningful games ever? Ever. Like, I don't even really... He's got touch. He's got really good touch. Sure, but, like, is he... Like, I don't know. He's... He's thick, we don't know. Maybe we're getting way too ahead of, like, just dumping on TJ Warren because we've never actually seen him in a real basketball situation. And maybe, like, leaving the Suns just fixes everybody. But, like, he doesn't pass. He's averaged one, 1. 1.1 assists per game for his career yeah, he can't as a guy pass. who has the ball in his hands a lot with a pretty high usage. I just, I don't... If that's your bailout guy, yeah. you could do a lot better than TJ Warren. Like Bogdanovich is better as a bailout guy. And to be fair, well, Bogdanovich is just a much better player. Yeah. But to be fair, I mean, we're criticizing them, but we have them making the playoffs in a fairly strong bottom of the East. Like, stronger than it was last year. Yeah, I just and think so the defense will be good, and I think when Oladipo's back, that'll exactly. fit really nicely, and everything will kind of fall into where it's supposed to be, but until then, it's so going to be our, very out of shape. All of our dumping sounds like when we were talking about Cleveland, but yeah. it's not. Like, they are a much better team. There's, yeah. there's better stuff, but... Yeah. I, uh... So we have the same team in sixth, then. Same team as Orlando? Orlando. Yeah, I got Orlando. I got a 47 wins for Orlando. I have 43 for Indiana, by the way. I have 44 for okay. Orlando. Look at us. All the same. Three, that's, who three says, is a big gap Who there. says NBA podcasts all have the same thinking people on them? Crazy. <laughs> 47 not us. is Could a lot not be us. for a team in sixth. No, I have Orlando. Oh, yeah, no. I, I think the bottom of the East sucks. So that's why I've, I have I've 
I've got both east and west wins figured out. I have it all lined up. There's 1,230 total wins here. I stand by it. So I got 47 wins for sixth. And I think Orlando's defense is going to be very good. Steve Clifford's a great coach. Uh, I think Steve Clifford is awesome. I think the uh, we think it looks like a guy who looks like Steve Clifford may have just walked by us. I don't know why he would be here right now, uh, but <laughs> but you're very good, sir. If that's you, um, no, I think their defense will be great. I think they have a lot of depth. Yes, they have a lot of the same player, but also makes them pretty impervious to injury. Because like, okay, one of our Al Farouk Aminus just got hurt. We'll just put the other Al Farouk Aminu in. And I think they're like their defense will carry them, and they'll be hard play against on regular season nights, and they'll have enough offensive punch from, you know, Terrence Ross, my boy, and Vucevic. Nick, Vucevic He's and not like, taking a step back. Maybe Markel Fultz. I mean, maybe. that's a lot. But still, like I, I think there's enough there in what should be a conference and a division where they can beat the hell up on some very bad teams yeah. that I think they're going to rack up some wins. Which they did towards the end of the year last year. They mm-hmm. were hot coming into that playoff series. Yeah. And Isaac's going to take a leap. Yeah. Aaron Gordon is of the age where he might take a leap. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of their contributors last year are improving. I don't see DJ Augustine or Vucevic taking steps back. Mm-hmm. Their games are based on intelligence, awareness, not so much athleticism, so you, you age gracefully. Um, I just I like what they have. Um, I don't really buy, like, there's people who are like, oh, they're the third best team in the East. I don't think that's no. true by any means. They but might have, like, more NBA players than a lot of teams in the East, but, like... What they do have yeah. is similar to what Toronto has mm-hmm. in that on off nights when they're not playing well, when their guys are lethargic, their shots aren't falling, they'll still have a really good chance of winning those games. Yeah. And a lot of teams who are even very good don't win games in situations like that. Mm-hmm. You know, Philadelphia, for example, will have some lackadaisical games where they don't look good and they'll lose. Yeah. Orlando will have games where they don't look good and they'll win. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so we both have Orlando sixth, fifth. Who do you have? Uh, I have Toronto or Miami. I have oh, a okay. pretty well a dead heat. Interesting. I have Boston fifth behind Toronto and Miami. I think Boston's defense is going to be ass. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, yeah, I'm concerned about their defense. I think it's, unless, like, Robert Williams becomes something awesome this year. Time Lord. T- Time Lord, sure. Great nickname. Uh, bad <laughs> at basketball. Uh, I, I'm i really concerned about their defense. I don't think Gordon, like, everyone's sort of made out Gordon Hayward to be some good defender. I don't, I've never seen proof of to, as to why Gordon Hayward should be seen as a good defender. He was excellent in Utah. Yeah, he played next to Rudy Gobert. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're doing okay. And Ricky Rubio. Oh, no, he didn't play Rubio. But, no. like, no. But you played next to Rudy Gobert. And Derek Favors. He's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So, count me skeptical on Gordon Hayward, good defender. Jason Tatum is not a good defender. Uh, Kemba Walker is not a good defender. I, I Like, their pick-and-roll defense, I think... And this is going to be a problem for them in the playoffs as well, unless they make a move for a center. I don't see how that doesn't just become the Demar JV. Yeah. Like, all right, let's just attack those two guys and destroy them. Like, I just think that's how it's going to all break so down. So to me, the reason why I have them third, and third to me is forty-eight to fifty-two. Mm-hmm. I have the top of the East actually being worse than it was last year. Okay. Um, so the reason why I have them third is Kyrie had. Uh, 
some incredible moments on defense last year, but altogether I think he's about as poor a defender as Kemba Walker, which is slightly below average, maybe average, not Yeah, but he's also got like three inches on him, so it matters less. It matters in specific situations, but he had, I mean, when you freelance and don't come up with a steal, size doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Kemba's better ball stealer, better lane disruptor, he's a little bit smarter. Lower highs, but higher lows as a defender. Um, and also, you mentioned JV and DeMar being something you can attack in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But JV and DeMar won a lot of regular season games together. True. As Kemba and Cantor can do. I mm-hmm. mean, Cantor, yes, not what you want at the starting center position for a home you know, court yeah. advantage in the East. But, but they have a lot of guys who can make up. Jalen Brown is an excellent defensive player. I think Tatum is actually better on defense than you do. Um, and they're just they're going to win a lot of games based on being more talented than opponents. A couple of things are really going to matter for Boston. One, did Jason get rid of the Kobe poisoning that uh, dogged him last year? He did say, he <laughs> did admit to it being a poisoning, which yeah, is a step forward. It's amazing, and I love that. Uh, also, they have like a million rookies on this team, and if they can form a good bench, then they're cooking with something really interesting, something similar to like, the Raptors bench mob in 2017-18, Baby, I now think. you got a stew going. Yeah, that, that is true. A Carson Edwards stew. I just, rookies don't win many games. Rookies are unreliable. It sounds like Grant Williams is good. After that, I'm not sure if I trust, like, Romeo Langford or Tremont Waters or Carson yeah. Edwards. And then you're getting to the point where you have, like, maybe seven reliable guys, which might be problematic. I, I mean... They're probably going to be a very good offense, probably like a top five or offense or something like that. I also don't believe like the Brad Stevens like lauding of him is like this amazing coach, and so I kind of will hold reservation back a little bit. I just I think forty eight wins is where they'll finish. I think their defense is going to stink. It's going to be like bottom ten compared to a top ten offense, and that'll put them somewhere in the middle of the conference. You're underrated, Kemba. Kemba is, I mean, she was way better than Kyrie last year. Kemba's really good. Yeah, and what did the Hornets do? Like, they were exactly what I predict Washington to be this year. (laughs) And so if Kemba was as good as Brad Beal, then put him alongside good players, and boom, you got a stew going. I have, maybe I'm like a ghoul for not thinking Kemba is also amazing. That dude scores any way he wants. Sure, very good scorer. Maybe, like, there's a reason Charlotte underperformed its expected record every year. Just just throwing that out there. And I mean, he's DeMar with good advanced stats. Like, I, an elite scorer who has good advanced stats. I That's guess, something. But he, yes, also a bad defender. Maybe. I And I wonder if, like, the... Like, if we're not going to see something similar to what we saw last year with Boston, where there's just so many mouths to feed. And, like, how does that all arrange itself? And, yes, maybe Jalen Brown just got paid, so he's fine and he's not upset. And maybe everything is a little more just content there because everyone likes Kemba and he's not flat-earthering all over the place. But I am just not sold that Kemba is, like, some close to Kyrie Irving replica. I think Kyrie is a much more talented player. For sure. Worst season last year, though. Here's a question for you. Uh, what, Where do you rank Kemba among tiers of point guards, or tiers of players, I'd say? Okay, because I don't like players? ranking one, two, yeah. three. Tiers yeah, tiers of players? Like, I don't think he's... He's clearly not, like, one of the top seven or eight dudes who are, like, foundational championship winners. No. He's not in the second tier to me. Oh, I think like, he is. I think he's somewhere close between, like, 15 and 25, probably. 
Like, I think Kyrie's closer to, like, 12 or 13 when he's, like, on. I think I would probably put Kemba around, like, 20. See, I have Kemba among that tier of guys, like Brad Beal. Yeah, I think Beal's way better than Kemba Walker. So we just have a... I think the difference is we have a very different ranking of Kemba Walker. Yeah, that's fair. Which is interesting. Yeah. I mean, he's still good, and they're going to win games because they're going to be good on offense. But, uh, yeah, I... I think their defensive issues and their depth is going to be a problem. So after that, you said you have Boston third? Yeah. How many wins did you pick them for? 48 to 52. Okay. And then so we have Toronto and Miami both clumped together. I have them 3-4. Yeah. You have them 4-5. What is your reasoning for having them below Boston? And I'll give you mine for why they're ahead in a sec. Okay. So let's well, let's do one at a time. Okay. Let's start with Toronto. Okay. Um, I have Toronto doing... Uh, slightly worse in the regular season just because of load management. Okay. Um, they have guys who are proven to take step backs in the regular season and still be elite performers. Marcus Gasol's a great example of that. Mm-hmm. If Toronto were to be in a playoff series against Boston or Miami, I think they'd wipe the floor with them. Okay. But in the regular season, I, there's plenty of reasons why they might have a few fewer wins. Okay. I think Toronto's going to win 51 games. I think they are extremely just, like, fine-tuned and seem to have, like, solved basketball, which is uh, always nice. And the way Nick Nurse speaks so glowingly of just, like, how exactly they know exactly what they need to do at all times, that uh, is very encouraging to me. I think Miami is going to be, and we talked about this on yesterday's podcast with David Ramil, going to be horribly annoying to play against their defense is going to be good jimmy butler is a monster as much as he is like psychotic and maybe should sleep until at least like 7 a.m uh (laughs) for healthy living i think the the heat are just going to be really annoying and they have kind of figured out my biggest question for them was that i thought their depth was going to be really rough but they seem to have kind of figured that out tyler hero all of a sudden looks like a rotation player kendrick nunn scored 40 points in a preseason game and they don't quite look like a six-person team anymore to me. They look yep. closer to, like, a nine or ten. Yep. And with that, I, I, like, they just have, like, a lot of competent guys. I, I'm very pro having lots of players who don't suck on your team. That, that's kind of my philosophy with building teams is have, not, have lots of players who don't suck, and the Heat have lots of those. Bam Adebayo will take a step forward, not being the starting center. I mean, he'll yeah. just be unleashed. And Jimmy Butler is so underrated right now. Man, the, like, he the was, Wolves were so good with him when he was healthy, and then... In the playoffs last year, he was terrifying. He was the best player in mm-hmm. that series for multiple games. Mm-hmm. I mean, not the whole series, but I mean, there was a time where we thought Toronto was going to lose to the Sixers mm-hmm. solely because of Jimmy Butler. Yeah, he like, was. He was. Embiid was pooping his guts out, and Simmons was standing in the dunker spot doing nothing. And, and Jimmy Butler still. was shot for shot with Kawhi Leonard. I mean, ding up everyone. Just he is an absolute monster and that guy is going to win you a lot of games yeah so I have Miami at 50 and 32 at 4th I have the Raptors 51 and 31 I think they're going to continue the streak of 50 wins they just win a lot of regular season games man it's just yeah. how they do it and someone will pop and it will be very good top 2 uh, Sixers and then Milwaukee you got Sixers at 55 and 27 and Milwaukee at 61 and 21 so I have them sorry Milwaukee at what Milwaukee, 61 and 21. 61. Yeah. I have them both 52 to 57. I have lower oh. win totals for them. See, that's my thinking for the West. I think it, like the, I have Denver as the number one with 57 wins in the West. 57, yeah, which yeah. is, so I have Philadelphia at 57, Milwaukee slightly below that. Oh, you have Philly ahead. Yeah. Explain. Uh, defense. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I think, so the reason, I think it's more um, Milwaukee, actually. I'll start with them. Mm-hmm. Giannis Antetokounmpo can win so many games in the regular season, and he did that last year. And then he realized what the playoffs are, and he's going to take a step back. Mm-hmm. I think it's 
quite obvious a lot of the quotes he gave to um, the athletic Milwaukee yeah. it's clear he recognizes the difference now yeah. he's going to take a, the foot off the pe- the gas in the regular season he's not going to go as hard as he has in the past Okay. Um, and losing Brogdon who like I said Indiana I'm not sure how important he'll be but for Milwaukee he was very important mm-hmm. um, and so they'll take a step back I think Okay. They'll still be phenomenal, and in the playoffs, I think they'll be even better. But in the regular season, a few fewer wins. So I have them winning 61, A, because the conference sucks, and I think some team will run away with a bunch. Also, I think they know exactly how they want to play. Yeah. Like, they are a Coach Bud team. They're going to play the exact same way, and that tends to lend itself well to winning lots of games if you have extremely good players. Coach Bud, Dwayne Casey with better facial expressions. <laughs> Yes. Uh, I have the Sixers at 55 because I think it's going to take time for their offense to figure out exactly what it wants to do. And while their defense, I think, is going to be number one in the league, if not number two, I think it's going to take a little time to just, like, establish the hierarchy. See if Joel Embiid can pass out of the post now and sort of use that as a hub for the offense. See what Al Horford's role in is. Like, they're going to have to experiment with a lot of stuff, which is good, and I think it will ultimately benefit them. But I think their offense will kind of betray them a little bit early on. So I think it'll be a little bit slower start for them. And honestly, if I had to bet on what the more likely finish is for Philly in the standings, I would say third than first. Just because like, I could see them sort of figuring it out, going through it through the regular season, and then really clicking. I'm picking the Sixers to win the title. Yeah, I think they're going to beat the Clippers in the finals. I think their defense is going to be ridiculous. They have like four dudes that can throw at Giannis in a playoff series. Yeah. We saw how valuable that is last year. So I think they're my title pick for the regular season. I just think, well, like Coach Bud, lots of regular season wins, can't adjust in the playoffs. I think we'll see it again. So to me, um, the big thing for them is their defense, which you mentioned will be phenomenal, but that'll hold them together when the offense is, isn't putting yeah, it totally, yeah. And there will be games, like I don't have them winning 60, yeah. because like you said, there will be games where it doesn't look good and they lose. Mm-hmm. Um, their de- I mean, teams will hit threes no matter how good your defense is on some nights. Mm-hmm. But Josh Richardson is, what, the fifth option now on that offense? Yeah. He was the first on a good Miami team last year. Mm-hmm. Like. They, they have overqualified players yeah. for the offense. And yeah, it'll take some time to put together, but they have a defense good enough to carry them. I also think they'll be able to play different ways, too. Like, I think they'll exactly. be able to run out Richardson with Embiid as, like, the 1-5, one, like the, like the yeah. and then Simmons can run with sort of bench units and run a little bit more. Like, I think Brett Brown's going to get super creative with how he deploys everybody. Lots of Al Horford at center, yeah. lots of rest for Embiid, hopefully. That's the most important thing is make sure Embiid's not dead. But. And they'll miss J.J. Redick for sure. Yeah. Um, especially in the regular season. But but to me, they just they are good enough that once it comes together, they could easily reel off 14, 15 wins. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they will maul for large stretches of the season. Um, when, when guys are healthy, when Embiid is clicking... You know when shots are falling for Tobias Harris, who we haven't even mentioned. Yeah. I've, on the under. I haven't mentioned him all now. summer. I just don't yeah. care about Tobias Harris. Uh, they, they shouts have, to his two for thirteen. Shouts to, is he getting a ring tonight? He maybe. Should. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but they, they just—they are going to be fearsome. Yeah, I—I'm uh, very in on Philly. I think they're going to be really good. They're yeah. going to win the title quickly. What's your? Do you have a West standings or at all? I didn't ask you to do that. I just did that while I was waiting today. I do time. not. Okay. But I have all the teams in the West who are so good. You know, Utah, Houston, um, Denver, mm-hmm. 
the Clippers and the Lakers. That's the five, right? I don't think any of them are that much better than Milwaukee and Philadelphia. I know I'm biased. I don't think any of them are better than Philly. Yeah. I think maybe Milwaukee, depth-wise, and also Kawhi eats Giannis for lunch. But uh, I only have four teams winning 50 games in the West. I think it's going to be – I have right now between the fifth-seeded Lakers and the tenth-seeded Spurs a difference of eight games. Like wow. It's going to be super jumbled. I think they're going to beat up on like the Phoenixes and Minnesotas and Memphises yeah. and also all the bad East teams. Yeah. And I think they're also going to beat up on each other. So it's going to be pretty little win totals up there. I've set up the best possible first round. Maybe I'm speaking into existence, but I got Denver against the Kings in round one as a 1-8. Very fun. I've got Houston, Golden State with Houston beating, uh, losing to Golden State love as it. a 2-7. I love it. I've got Utah and Portland. Uh, which should be the hipster series, and then I have the Clippers and Lakers four five in the first round. That's fantastic. That's, <laughs> so those are just God's chosen. But it's also what I think. So yeah, that's where I'm at with the West. Uh, you definitely Jerry rigged that. I I may have, but I also <laughs> think that's what it's going to be. Uh, I think that is probably a good spot to leave this. We've previewed the conference pretty well, I think. I think we're kind of in agreement, which is good, and in disagreement on a couple spots. Uh, mostly in, in agreement that Derrick Rose is scum and uh, should miss the playoffs. Uh, that's going to do it. Do you have anything you want to plug, dude? Had a piece go up for CBC this morning. You about did. Terrence and Fred, their similarities. Got some nice stuff from them, so check that out. You can find me at my name, L-O-U-I-S-Z-A-T-Z-M-A-N, at Twitter. Amazing. Uh, and Raptors of Public, of course. You got all the stuff covered there. Look at that. Yeah, you're the place you work mostly. <laughs> uh, you can uh, find me at Woodley Sean. Subscribe, rate, review, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Get your pod. What? Why am I from New York all of a sudden? It happens. Get your podcasts. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll be back again. I think I'll rope somebody into a podcast tonight after the game against the Pelicans. Enjoy ring night, everybody. Have a good time. It's going to be the best. And uh, we'll talk to you next time with another episode of Locked On Raptors. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.